Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Good Fight Podcast, Season 3, Episode 6. Uh, I am back uh, after an episode break. It's been a little bit busy, uh, just with all kinds of stuff from uh, personal school stuff to uh, school-wide drama, if you will, uh, with our commencement speaker. Um, so it, it's been a wild, crazy two weeks, but glad to be back and, and with Brian doing this podcast. Yep, delightful to have you back, Denver, and... I, I certainly missed you, and I'm sure our uh, listeners missed you too. So glad to have you back. Well, today we want to kind of delve into uh, the fact, fact, and I think we can all agree that it's a fact, America is very, very divided, perhaps uh, more than we've ever been. We can talk about whether the Civil War was more or less, but it's uh, been a long time ago, but we were very divided, and we... Uh, uh, are, are sad about that. We want to look at ways that we can help to unite people and unite uh, uh, people around the truth, first of all, and and then try to figure out a way to get along with one another when we don't all agree on everything. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think there are just, if to give people hope, there are a lot of issues that are agreed upon between Republicans and Democrats and seen as issues. So we can agree that, say, the border is an issue. We can agree that school shootings are an issue. So we can unite on that, but we need to try to come together to figure out solutions to these things. And that's where we are having issues, and that's where we divide. But So those are, are areas that we need to try and, and improve on, but at least we can agree that issues that we have are, you know, universal. Yep. Good point. And I think from, from our perspective as, as conservatives, we uh, can kind of identify with, with identity politics and, and racially based ways of evaluating things like CRT, that, that it seems like that just makes the division worse instead of talking about the things that can unify us and coming up with uh, solutions that everybody can, can buy into or, or most or many can buy into. It seems like we're kind of throwing gasoline on the fire by talking about these very divisive issues and how entire groups of people are racist and need to be canceled or uh, or whatever because of this in order to make things right for another group of people. And that just uh, hasn't the way it's been the way it's ever been and is not the right way to proceed. So we hope we can shed some light on that. And we want to talk about a little bit of evidence for how far divided we are and then come up with some uh, some solutions that include some dialogue. So our episode is uh, Divided, yes. National Divorce, eh, hopefully not. But Dialogue, let's talk more about that, and we will dialogue together with you when we come back after this short break. Always good to identify the problem first and then talk about what the solution is. And I'm kind of taking this from a, a Wall Builders episode where they featured once again George Barna, who's a very popular uh, uh, Christian pollster who does some very interesting polling about where where the nation is, where the, the people that claim to be Christians are, and how there's division even amongst that. But they did a recent study where they really outlined and showcased the division in the country 
and they they use 48 different values and uh, just to mention three of those that uh, we all seem to agree that family personal independence and justice for instance are important to us well (laughs) as Denver mentioned a second ago that's all well and good to say yes to those but it illustrates how we may agree on the surface about that, but how we define those things are very, very different. And that makes it very difficult. Yep. And when you get to the people uh, who have a different worldview than, than us, people who live very differently than us, um, you know, th- some people who don't have necessarily a biblical worldview think they're the center of everything. And to debate those people, it's not a debate. It's more of an argument. And you can never win, I don't think, with people who believe that they are the center of everything um, because the buck stops with them. And so to try to debate, you know, like Brian said, what is family? You know, uh, that's an important issue, but are we going to win an argument with them? Not to them. And so that's where things get really, really hard. Mm-hmm. And the making things worse is just this whole kind of culture of me, you know, follow, follow your heart and I have to do what's right for me. And uh, as opposed to looking at what's right for my family or what's right for the next generation or what is, is right for the community, uh, those things make, uh, make it very, very much more difficult. So in a lot of ways, some of our self-centeredness is dividing us and uh, we have to figure out a way around that. Yeah, you talk about the culture and, you know, my culture is so fast paced. Uh, you know, there's a limit on on TikTok on how long your video can be uh, because the attention span of my generation is so low. And so they want instant gratification, instant satisfaction. And if they can't get it, then, you know, the world's burning, you know. And so um, that's part of the whole, you know, uh, their worldview just being themselves that all they want is instant satisfaction and that's it. That's all they care about. Um, and of course I'm, I don't speak for the entirety of my generation. There are really, really good people. Um, and you know, uh, you know, they, they're going to be, do great things in life, especially a lot of my friends and people who, um, I've met, you know, at Patriot Academy, we talked about Patriot Academy on this podcast and they're doing great things, but the, the majority of my generation, I would say is like that. Something to factor in, and and in the interest of that, we're going to keep this particular segment short, just to kind of illustrate how to do that. (laughs) But as we look about how to how to how to do that, uh, you know, famously, uh, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene has uh, has decided to weigh in on the fact that uh, she thinks that a a, a quote unquote national divorce is uh, is in order. And uh, if you haven't heard that term yet, I've heard it bandied about in various different various places, and you know, dividing the red and blue states and uh, and all, and and that may be a good soundbite and may seem tempting, but uh, it's it's very problematic and virtually impossible when you really think through it. Yeah, I mean, no nation has ever stood the test of time, you know, uh, and so I I believe there's going to come a time whether. Uh, you know, we have to split eventually or, uh, uh, you know, or something, but I don't know if that time is now and I wouldn't want to concede to that quite yet. Um, and then you just have to ask, you know, what does a national divorce actually look like? Uh, so, you know, I, I don't think we're at that point. 
Yeah, not to mention that uh, if, if you believe in the Constitution at all, it's not uh, a, a constitutional comment and, right. or uh, concept. And uh, so, so many things of dividing, uh, being more easily conquered and, and all those things. So basically the idea actually of a national divorce is pretty much a non-starter. Uh, and then uh, when we get back from our break, we'll talk about the other uh, alternative. And that's a very, uh, very tried and true concept. And that's one of civil discourse. So when we come back from the break, uh, we'll do a little bit of lightning round and then uh, come back and talk a little bit, some stuff, give you some resources and some encouragement, food for thought about uh, how, how you, how we as our, as our good fight community can, uh, can be a part of that civil discourse and help to, to bridge that gap over time. So be back right back. Okay, and we are back for our lightning round, and I'm going to go ahead and start it off uh, by uh, talking about a very hot topic, uh, and that is TikTok. Um, we just had a uh, a legislative or a uh, congressional hearing on that, and there are some serious serious issues regarding that. Uh, you know, it is a uh, a Chinese company, um, and the the issue that I uh, that I see is, I guess, there is not a firewall. Uh, with TikTok, as there is with other companies like Facebook, etc. It sounds like what's going to happen is TikTok will continue to be a thing uh, as long as a firewall is built. Um, but I have to say um, that there are people, both from the younger and older generation, that are very misled <laughs> and uninformed. Uh, some of the questions that were asked were uh, mind-boggling. One of them was, does TikTok connect to the Wi-Fi. Of course it connects to the Wi-Fi because uh, <laughs> how can you not use a internet application without connecting to Wi-Fi? So there's just a lot of misinformation out there. Um, but yes, it is an issue. I think our children, uh, there needs to be some restrictions. Obviously needs to be a firewall to protect Americans from the Chinese. Um, but, you know, do your research before you, you, you uh, start talking about it, especially uh, people in Congress. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's a really good perspective, and that's uh, very informative to me, too. Uh, I've seen a little bit of TikTok stuff. I'm not a, on that or anything. and But uh, it, it's good to know that uh, what a big deal it is to, uh, to certain generations and some of those uh, concerns about just uh, out, an outright ban uh, on that. So thank you for bringing that up, Denver. Uh, as we record this, the uh, the Tennessee-Nashville school shooting is very much in the news and uh, such a tragic loss of life. Uh, three students and three uh, stu school staff, uh, including one substitute teacher and the head of the school, uh, were, uh, were killed. So, uh, as usual with this thing, the, uh, the gun issue and the Second Amendment issue are going to come out. Uh, and yet now involved in it also is the trans issue. And so uh, there are 
now rumblings about the you know the the, the trans activists are talking about this from our perspective this very uh, logical and good legislation that Tennessee has passed like banning trans surgery for people under 18 and all that stuff but they're they're flipping that on its head and and saying that this this in itself in essence is is violence against trans people and is causing their deaths and so it's kind of turnabout fair play that now uh, others are going to suffer because of that so this uh, the perpetrator being trans and and all uh, you're going to see that in the news. Yep, and I think I'm with all of you that I'm totally sick and tired of seeing news headlines that there's been another school shooting, especially you know going into you know me being a teacher later in life, um, and you know there is an, an underlying issue, and if you look at all of these different school shooters something is wrong with each and every one of them is mental health wise. And I don't mean that in a mean way, it's just the truth um, that something is going on and there's an epidemic in our country and it's mental health. Uh, so there's gotta be some solution or at least things we can do to uh, help prevent these types of things. And uh, there's just people from the other side of the aisle who you think would be totally keen on mental health, but they just keep screaming the gun thing. Um, and so we need to, you know, <laughs> we need to have dialogue <laughs> about what this episode is all about. Um, but yep, I'm sickened, I'm saddened, I'm angry. Um, but you know, it's just, it's really unfortunate. Yeah. And, and Denver, and, and this will probably kind of wrap up our segment, uh, or for this, this time, but really this trans issue, even as we're talking about civil dialogue, uh, it, it really is a very good example of something that from for a majority of the country is just a no-brainer issue. Uh, there's no there's no uh, giving away that uh, the whole trans, especially for people under the age of 18, when they can kind of choose to do whatever they want to with their bodies and live live how they want. But whether you want to talk about it biblically about God making us male and female, or whether you want to talk about it in terms of genetics. Uh, there is just no way to justify uh, this making these wholesale changes because of the way some people feel. Not to deny that feelings, they mean something, but they don't mean that. And I, I think that Jordan Peterson and others have done a good job of articulating that from a kind of a secular psychological point of view. And it's great for us, even in trying to, in our civil discourse, to know how to communicate that rock solid, no brainer truth in as civil a way as possible to as wide an audience as possible. And for me, the issue is really the under 18 thing. We can debate over 18, you know, the trans thing, but under 18, if you can't buy a gun under 18, you shouldn't be able to change your gender or your sex or whatever you want to call it. That's doesn't make sense. There we go. Well, as we pray and uh, seek to uh, to have dialogue, we'll kind of give some resources and some ideas when we come back to the break and then get out there and start practicing. back to talk about civil discourse. <laughs> I almost said civil discord. Uh, I mean, there's definitely discord, and we're trying to get civil discourse. And, and I think uh, just that term applies kind of a mutual respect and a lot of things in common. 
And I'm going to continue to just to mention that our liberty, our freedom as Americans needs to be one of our, our big rallying points. And that even if we end up disagreeing about stuff, uh, we need to, uh, to resist the temptation to just completely cancel the other person and uh, to do as much as we can to make that go. So in the interest of that, uh, there's a book that I'm reading. We're just going to scratch the surface, but uh, it's called Tactics, and it's by an author named Greg Kokel, a great guy, a uh, good author, and somebody who's really studied and practiced this stuff. But in terms of tactics, he's talking about ways that we can, uh, can talk in order to keep the conversation going, to try to draw other people out, try to understand where they're coming from, try to establish common ground, and then, as, as we are grounded in our worldview, a biblical worldview or, or conservative worldview, uh, then we can go about seeking to advocate for that from a position of strength, a position of calm uh, uh, argument in terms of the, the intellectual, laying out reasons for that. And I think that's a, a very good thing. I'm really learning a lot uh, from that. I've, I'm reading the book. I'm listening to the book on tape. I'm going to get the DVD and watch the class seminar. So I think this is really a watershed thing for me, and I think a lot of us. So Greg Kokel in his book, he talks about three components of interacting with people. One is just our basic knowledge, knowing our subject matter, knowing the Constitution, knowing our history, knowing the Bible, uh, knowing our world, own worldview, where we're coming from, and what we want to advocate for. Then there's a methodology. That's where the tactics come in, is that I'm going to go about communicating in this way in order to be able to hear, to be able to learn myself, hear what the other person's doing, and then uh, try to get my points across in a persu as persuasive way as possible and an open way as possible just to get them across. Finally, there's our character. And that is how we come across not being mean-spirited, trying to be loving to people, trying to uh, be open to other people's views. And I think that that's, uh, that's a really good way to, uh, to, to start out and realize and now to kind of concentrate on some of those tactics. Absolutely. And I think it's all about building a bridge uh, to connect you to another person to begin that type of conversation. Um, and, uh, I'll share my own thing. You know, Brian had that book and I'll share a TikTok that I watched. Um, <laughs> and it was of a woman pastor. Um, and she was talking to the audience and, um, or her congregation. And she was saying how she went up to a Starbucks and the person who was taking her order, you know, she began to stereotype. So this person had blue hair, had tattoos all over her body. And, you know, we can all admit that we may begin to stereotype that person ourselves. Um, but she has been trying lately to not do that. And so what she did is instead of, you know, just not having a conversation or thinking in her mind, that hair's ugly or whatever, she complimented her hair. She said that her hair looked very good. And so it just created a small conversation. Uh, the woman pastor got her phone number at the end of the conversation a couple years later that Starbucks, uh, Starbucks worker is now a believer. And I will try to find that video and put it in the resources. Uh, but what an awesome story and uh, how we can do something. And it's just so simple. And it's a good thing. We can go up and we can build a bridge by giving somebody a compliment or whatever and begin that dialogue. Um, because you're never going to start a good conversation by demeaning somebody or not even having the conversation in the first place. So when we do have those conversations, the best thing we can do is ask questions. 
um, that's good on a couple fronts. One, they, it shows that you're interested in them and truly interested in their position. And that will be, I think that will empower them to be honest. And then another thing um, is, like I said, is to build that bridge. Uh, so we don't want to stop conversations or end them. We want to begin them and um, ask questions to make them explain exactly how they, they think on a certain position or whatever. Yeah, that's great. That's a really good, good observation to make. Um, the, uh, the Wild Builders podcast, which I really would recommend to you, the one with George Barna, uh, Rick Green, one of the hosts, I, I appreciate his honesty. He said he was talking to, to George Barna. He said, George, I just got to be honest with you. I, I'm, I'm right with you on that stuff, but I'm telling you, it is so hard to do this when people are out there uh, espousing these ridiculous ideas and so rabidly and so harmfully it's really hard for me to be patient and not just blow them away with 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 ideas and and with anger <laughs> and uh, I appreciate that honesty and I struggle with that too I mean there are things uh, so many things that are so harmful so destructive like you know the trans surgery or you know mutilations and things like that 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 are going on but uh, George Barner really pointed out some good stuff that uh, you go to the Bible you know, Jesus and his apostles had to put up with that too um, you know per- and persecution may indeed happen to us but we want to make sure that the persecution or the the hostility is going to happen not because of our stupidity uh, or our lack of, uh, of, of tact but really is because of the rejection of the ideas and fundamental ideas that that uh, we're we're trying to espouse. So, and also we, let's think about what success is. And I know for me, uh, I'm you know I, I want to get the point across. I want to persuade the person. I want the person to come to, to accept Jesus right then or get my idea across. But success is is just consistent obedience to God. Be faithful, loving, consistent, and our our joy and peace comes from obedience. Uh, there, that it's a spiritual battle. And I, I love what Greg Kokel says, that his goal is not to to persuade people immediately, but just to put a little pebble in their shoe like that, just to make something for them to think about, some idea for them to keep working on over time. And uh, many, many people have been won over, like this, uh, this testimony of the pastor that Denver just talked about, have been won over by that over time. And uh, so I think that's a wonderful reminder. I really like that. Um, but And another thing to, to keep in mind is before we can have these conversations, we have to make sure that we are, are firm in our knowledge. Um, we need to have our worldview together. Um, we need to have it right with the Bible. And second, to, and with that, we have to embody God's truth. Um, you know, I always, I'm a person who second guesses myself a lot <laughs> with things from, from school to, to, to whatever. Um, and, and I do a lot of that, but the way I can kind of get out of that is by reading the Bible. Cause I don't have to second guess the Bible. That's one thing I know for sure is truth. So that is comforting to me. And, and, and so if you're like me and you're a second guesser, read the Bible more, I promise it Amen. helps, um, a lot. <laughs> and, and if we get persecuted, so be it. Um, the process, this whole thing is to glorify God and another fatal flaw of mine is being a people pleaser. So this is also hard for me because, <laughs> yeah, I know it's quite a bit, um, but I don't want to make people mad. I want people to like me. You know, I, I don't necessarily want to be disliked, but, you know, for these weighty things we're talking about, 
you know, ultimately I want my friends and everybody I know to be saved and I want to see them in heaven. So that's the ultimate goal for me. And these conversations that we're talking about, ultimately what we want is for them to be saved. Right. Um, and so that, that's, what's in it for me. And I need to, you know, trust God. And I know that what I'm doing for God is to glorify him. So, you know, that's what I just have to keep reminding myself when I, you know, think of myself as a people pleaser. Yeah. Well, and, uh, if we didn't come up with a good fight, we could have come up with the peop- the two people pleasers podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's me and Brian. I'm the same way. But I got to say, as I've been trying to put this these things into practice just a little bit in the last week or two, uh, I've noticed that that trying to practice some of this stuff has made it much easier and effective for me to communicate some of the hard truths that may be hard for the other person to hear by practicing some of this stuff by softening and trying to listen and try to to appeal that. So I, there, there's a lot to this. And so I just you know, would encourage you uh, that in, in the Bible, uh, in, in Acts, uh, Paul was in one place for two years and it said uh, reasoning and, and, and discussing with the synagogue, synagogue leaders regarding the scriptures. So this is not an immediate thing uh, in a lot of ways. And so this, a lot of these small conversations going on by us can accomplish a whole lot over time if we're faithful to that. Now, I mean, it takes time and energy. It's part of that ground war that we were talking about. It's not, it's not easy. It takes a lot of time. It takes genuine love and care. Some persecution and rejection are part of our calling. So, Denver, let's keep reminding each other of that, that uh, you know, we're not going to always please everybody. But I love what, how Lisa Childers talks about her approach that, you know, as we're going on with people, she, we need to have soft hearts, informed minds, and thick skin. So uh, some of that thin skin thickening for uh, we people pleasers, right, Denver, I think uh, will, will go a long way for us. So we're people pleasers, but wouldn't you say we're both impatient too? So we really need to listen to ourselves, <laughs> what we we're go. saying here. <laughs> yep. Well, uh, we've gone long in the segment. Lots of good stuff. But please look at the resources, and we'll kind of report back. Let us know if you if you want more information or some more resources or kind of what your experiences or struggles with. And let's encourage each other. And uh, speaking of that, we'll be back in a second to encourage you with our quote of the week and wrap up our podcast for today. back we've covered a lot of territory today in terms of uh, the 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 sad reality of how divided we are and yet we don't want a national divorce we want to try to really engage in civil dialogue and realizing that that is a long process so here's a quote from greg kokel's tactics book i think it's very encouraging to us in light of all the time the apostle paul had to spend uh, talking and persuading and so that we won't lose heart this is paid from page 83 of tactics It says, we may spend hours helping someone carefully work through an issue without ever mentioning God, Jesus, or the Bible. This does not mean we aren't advancing the kingdom. It's always a step in the right direction when we help others think more carefully. If nothing else, it gives them tools to assess the bigger questions 
that eventually come up. I like it a lot. We're in the long game, right? Um, so uh, we appreciate everybody listening. I uh, want to remind everybody about our Facebook, uh, Good Fight. Uh, we post there our the podcast and the resources. Uh, and if you want to be on our email newsletter or have questions or comments or whatever, we'd love to hear from you. That's goodfight71 at gmail.com. And, um, you know, if you enjoyed the podcast and if you thought it was informative, please share it with a friend, a family member, um, and encourage them to, to kind of uh, uh, join the good fight, if you will. Yep. Just a reminder, it's our number one goal to help you, our, our listener and those around you, find what your place is in the good fight. And at those little conversations with the person at Starbucks or the grocery store, someplace else, uh, learning how to how to to leverage those for the kingdom, that's powerful stuff. So uh, we're all fellow travelers on that, and let's uh, pray for one another. And thanks for listening today. Yep, keep up the good fight. <laughs>